Say Rusty Daly, Crescent Consulting. Thank you very much for joining us here today and thank you for having me out as we sit in front of the Crescent Consulting hole. Do you know which hole this is here? We're between hole number one, number 10 here at Quail Creek Golf and Country Club. Well-established country club from the early uh, 1940s, had many PGA tournaments in the past. So it's legendary, got a nice clubhouse, got a nice pool. Uh, courses redone a couple years ago, put in new sand traps, new greens. It's a very nice layout if you're in this part of the town, which is central Oklahoma, or central Oklahoma City. Check mm -hmm. it out. Find a way to get on the course. You won't be disappointed. Great, great real estate, too, right by the clubhouse. So we can certainly see quite a bit of uh, activity going on here today. But let's talk about Crescent Consulting, what it is that you guys do in the oil and gas industry. So what is it you guys do? So <laughs> consulting these days has transformed into basically on-demand on engineering, on-demand support, as-needed engineering, as-needed field management. You can take that uh, as a one-day process or you can take that for a yearly process, grabbing people as you need, when you need them, not retaining those people on a, on a yearly salary, not increasing your G&A. Our whole focus is decreasing in operations uh, out-of-pocket expense, their GNA expense, lowering that expense, but also providing them, providing that operator with the basin expert that they need. So you may go hire an engineer that is familiar with uh, DJ Basin. He may be familiar with a uh, Northeast, uh, say West Virginia, Ohio, PA. But what if you're an operator in West Texas? We can find that specific person with the with the experience you need for West Texas. And if you have also a basin. Uh, in uh, North Dakota, we have North Dakota guys that are experts in North Dakota. So we can place the experts you need in that spot on demand and pay for them as needed. It's a structure we've been in place for uh, 17 years now, providing this service. We have uh, 1,200 resumes on hand of these experts that you can review on given disciplines from lease operators to construction uh, to building location to leasing. Uh, to drilling, to completion, to facility engineering design, uh, to lease operators if you want to continue the life of the well. We also put in metrics to uh, trend the oil and gas uh, levels on a daily basis for operators on a continued basis. So uh, that's usually on a retainer fee and that can be uh, structured to whichever basin you're uh, associated with. So that's it and kind of that is an overall high level look is you can find a pod of experts for any given basin for any given part of the uh, well's life span. Sounds like you're involved in a lot of different areas and um, I, I used to joke that when I first started understanding the oil and gas industry, because I came from ag, uh, that side of things anyways, in, in terms of that part of the country, we didn't have oil on my side of North Dakota, so I'm only 12 years in, if you will. But I saw really quickly that not only was it an unbelievable opportunity for an entrepreneur, because there's so many different ways to assist the industry and help the industry. I, I would make the joke that, you know, the perfect oil company is a company that has mineral leases in the file cabinet down in the basement laundry room, because all they want is the check, you know? It, now it's not going to be a very big piece of the pie, but the more you know, each piece that you bring in, every single one of those things that you just named 30 seconds ago, 
is going to increase the pie share, if you will. So it sounds to me like you're bringing in a lot of different service companies so that the oil company necessarily doesn't have to deal with 20 or 30 different guys, so to speak. We're bringing in the management piece, the eyes and the ears on the location, and the expertise to build the prognosis to drill and complete those wells. So there's a prognosis process that goes mm -hmm. in place. To, uh, you know, your casing diagrams, your, your, your pressures that you're going to need. Uh, we'll, we will get with their given reservoir. Nor normally they have a given reservoir or given geologist to pinpoint uh, the depth on the formation and the, and the direction and the length of that well bore. To, to pinpoint where they want that rock to uh, be exposed, which rock do they want to extract, uh, which rock they want to target. So they will give us those given coordinates and we will plan the well to those given uh, pinpoint targets that they want. And we will help them develop their completion process to, to meet that criteria. So they can provide the specifics, the depth, the rocks, the zone, and we will make the well bore where they want at that point. So we will lay that out to them, and then we'll do the uh, procurement process. We will get with the giving service companies in the area, give them three or four uh, quotes for each service, you know, from cementing to construction to completion, uh, I mean, to, to frack uh, availabilities, to solids control, to drilling fluids, the whole process. I mean, you're talking... Uh, probably 300 different vendors that you can get pricing from. We help them with that process. We also help them with the M MSA process. That can be a very uh, difficult task to grasp all those service companies, find a direct proper contact to get a, a master service agreement in place, and we help them with that as well. So uh, we can help them on multiple levels because we're doing this two or three times a week. We're helping operators achieve this, uh, which is a big help for somebody that's uh, an eight-person operator, they have one person trying to tackle this, and they've never probably done this in their life. In some situations, they've done it. It's been many years ago. So them trying to drink, out of a, uh, drink water out of a fire hose, uh, trying to find all these different service companies they're, that they're not familiar with, we can lay them a template down that we can help you achieve this. So that's one of our first steps in uh, once they locate the rock they want to uh, exploit, they come to us and say, all right, we need to build uh, all the service companies needed to extract our minerals out of this reservoir. Can you help us do that? And that's where that's day one. So you start, it usually takes about uh, six months. It can take up to six months to get all your service companies uh, approved. So it's about a six-month process to get all your service companies approved for that. So uh, that's where we, we hit the ground running with that, with that piece of uh, uh, service first. And then we start planning the well. They bring it to their board investors, the prognosis. Uh, they approve the cost. And then it's a simple task of, are the permits in place now? Do we have drilling permits? You know, that can be a drag right now. You got uh, BLM, you got BIA properties or, or leaseholds that can mm -hmm. take you up to 18 months to get approved. Bureau of Indian Affairs, for those listening. <laughs> yes, sir. Bureau of Land Management, Bureau of Indian Affairs, it's federal land. Okay. So it can take you up to uh, 18 months. When, when we were uh, at the height in North Dakota, um, Senator Hoven became very active in trying to streamline the BLM process. And when I interviewed uh, David Williams, the CEO of Missouri River Resources, a Native American owned company and Native American employee company too. Uh, all their geologists and physicists are all Native Americans. So top to bottom, secretaries, everything. Um, Mr. Williams said, he goes, he goes, Jason, it's a three-day 
permitting process if you're on private land here in North Dakota. If you're on the Indian land, Native American land, it's a 49 step process. <laughs> like he was just, and I'm like, oh, so it's not three days, you know what I mean? And what you're saying when it comes to some of those things is a big deal for a lot of people because well, time is money and days are money. And, and, and especially nowadays where people are getting paid to stay home. Well, that can hurt companies more than people think. Like, uh, but I don't want to necessarily get into that. But um, I did want to ask you about, and I'm glad that the BLM BIA example came up because that's one of those interesting dynamics that people don't think about. And as you were talking and describing what you do and just the management part, the connecting part, the experiential part. The industry's changed in the last 10 years. How, how's that, how are you dealing with that? I mean, because I imagine you've had to get a whole new set of subcontractors below you, network of people you trust because, well, we've got robotics and AI coming in and we've got LIDAR coming in and coming out. And, you know, in, in North Dakota, they've got, and I'm sure this is similar where you're at too, but they can they can hit a pie plate two miles below the earth with the right coordinates and and these types of things so the the technology that's been integrated in over the last 10 years is tremendous talk to me a little bit about how your consulting business has just changed you know just over the course of your career so consulting 20 years ago it was kind of a cowboy um, state of affairs on location company man um, a ruled location what he dictated was a lot of times uh, the law right it, it's kind of backed away from that a little bit uh, county man is obviously a very important location but he's also getting a lot of feedback from what we'd call remote op operations where they're doing directional drilling uh, from a thousand miles away in in a room with several monitors that are uh, laying offset information on top of the uh, current operations so they have other eyes that are monitoring uh, weight on bit bit life uh, angle rop so you have a you have a lot of analytics running in the background that you didn't have 20 years ago which is uh, increased efficiencies on these wells increased profitability by putting yourself in the right zone increased uh, 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 the bit life you're drilling these wells quicker because you've got more eyes looking at this well versus one particular person on location you've got data backing him up uh, with these remote ops <clears throat> you have operators that's built remote op rooms for instance chesapeake has had one in operation uh for seven years i talked to mr jeremy pie here today he's part of that team they've been doing this for seven years remote ops looking at the drilling parameters 24 hours a day in a remote room locked in monitoring all the offset data for that given basin, relaying that information to the drilling engineer and the company man at a moment's notice. So this is eliminating a lot of bad choices in the past. Okay, is this bit giving up? No, we're in a harder formation. Stay in the hole. We're going to get out of this formation based upon the analytical information from offset wells. So you're starting to tie into a lot of your, your previous history, that something we never was able to do before because we didn't have this analytical crowdsourcing ability that we're doing now and mining data and having your uh, software talk to, talk to itself, talk to each other. Before, it was an Excel spreadsheet that uh, wasn't transferring the information over. So you're seeing a lot of that. You're seeing a lot of young minds come in that's able 
to grab this data to where you can uh, utilize this information. So I just spoke with Exxon last week. They have a big project going on where they're taking wells from 20, 30 years ago when these wells were drilled, grabbing all that data, putting it in uh, with uh, production data from today, linking all that information together with uh, the proper um, identification number, which is probably well number, for instance. Type that well number in. You get all the information from, from construction to drill to completion to facility build to production data for the last 20 years. You get all that at your fingertips. So once you start linking all that data for that particular well at a touch, at one touch, then you got a lot of power in your hands. And that's where we're revolving. That's where we're getting to where you understand the history of each and every well. And once you get there, you have a lot of power. So that's kind of the new uh, mining data and artificial intelligence coming in. That's also, it's, it's making the job easier for the company man on the location, taking some of the pressure away, some of the guesswork, because you got analytics backing you up on your decision. So that's what we're seeing today. Second story we did at the Bakken, the first one was the um, Bakken isn't a shale, isn't a shale, or no, the uh, real winners are the shovels and pick sellers, you know, so it's the people in the gold boom, the ones who sold the shovels and picks were the winners, and we saw really quickly how capitalism works in the oil and gas industry, but our second story was, this is not an oil boom, it's a technology boom. And yes, it's powered by oil and gas, but really what we went into was big data and how the next big real boom is going to be this integration of big data and understanding how to monetize it. That's the other part that people knew how to monetize it in the uh, drilling part because you mentioned, you know, the coordinates that I mentioned, you know, they can hit a pie plate two miles below the earth. Well, that, that's because of data over the years that they've been able to collect. So the example you just gave is now going to bring these companies to a whole new level of drilling and saving, uh, you know, the fluids and all kinds of different things are going to happen because of it. We used to give the example a few years ago to talk about the paradigm shift happening in oil and gas hitting every single department, HR, human resources. Imagine 30, 20 years ago, trying to do background checks on roughnecks, going from Alaska to the East Coast, down to the Corpus Christi, just being Vikings and, and, and you know, Mongo, Mongo hordes from the back in the day. I mean, these guys had records and, you know, and, and there was the reason that they've got drug testing now and they've got, you can have a background check done on somebody before they even do an interview now. I mean, that's how quick the big data works in that department. So, and the reason we bring up those examples is, is the, the speed of the data coming into you and the knowledge of what specifically you're looking for. Is there anything out there that you think oil companies or midstream or downstream or salmon stream, upstream, whatever, is there something that we should be looking for when it comes to that big data? Something that the oil companies that you've seen, like, you know, they could really benefit from this, or maybe it's something you've noticed and this is a good opportunity for to pitch it. I don't know. But there are so many different ways to slice big data in almost every way you can make money on now because the data's there. Now they just got to figure out how to use it. So uh, go, t take over from there if you right, want. Right, right. And I was just talking, there was a, there was a gentleman here that was... <clears throat> Uh, doing analytics, uh, so if you're going to drill a well in North Dakota, for instance, and you want to drill in this section, you need to find the mineral owners. He's got an he's got an app. He's got an application that you can put in, um, you know, lat long. You can put in uh, coordinates. You can put in 
whatever coordinates you need for North Dakota. And it's going to bring up all the mineral owners for that section. It's going to bring the mineral owners and the surface owners up, uh, uh, you know, in a click of a click of a button. So I asked him if he could take that to the next step and grab <clears throat> all this old data from wells from 70 years ago. Grab that data like we were just talking about that Exxon's trying to do. Grab this data from 30, 40 years ago when you had uh, – paper copies put those in a digital format to where your analytic software can read that grab it and chart this information or have this information available for today's use you know this well may still be producing so you can go back and grab all this offset data for wells that's been drilled 70 years ago and when you re-enter that basin that's some of the biggest that's the biggest uh, hurdle is to get offset information for new wells drilled you know dodging those old well bores going around them how much oil was pulled out of these reservoirs over the last 70 you know 50 70 years and how was it drilled how was it completed if you can tie all that stuff together quickly one person could do the job of you know, a dozen or more so it's that advanced software uh, reach and grabbing, putting a software and a, an ability to read it is going to minimize your headcount tremendously and uh, increase your uh, results because you have that data to live on. And that's they've been trying to capture that for a long time, but it's a lot of it's a lot of human effort to get those old paper copies, PDFs, and whatnot in a digital format to be able to read. So I'm seeing that coming through, coming forward. Now, all the wells being drilled currently, the data is getting very well captured. The new data is is captured very well. you got a lot of, a lot of analytics ca- capturing that and trending that. And that's that's the future. So you're getting more, you're getting younger people in the industry that are more apt to use electronics, more apt to use software. So your your uh, baby boomers, if you will, they're starting to age out. They're a little slower to make adjustments to this to this uh, to software advancements. The younger people are coming up, and that's that's what they know. That's what they live. I mean, you have. Um, Google Analytics, and you got Amazon. That's that's AWS. That's a big part of their business. Is cloud uh, sourcing, uh, cloud data, and you're seeing that move across all industries uh, to be more mobile on the, on the internet. To be digital. Digital is the way to go. You see a lot more people when Corona advanced this, but you see a lot of guys working from home. You see, I go to an office. You got one guy lives in Calgary you got one guy lives in Denver and you got one guy in the office and they're more comfortable with operating like that so the working slaving in the office from eight to five is not the norm anymore younger people have broadened their minds to having a flex schedule so it's making life a little more desirable for for those guys with families so you start to see that change and you're starting to see the embracing uh, technology one of the one of the stories we did early on too was um Carrie Frank was her name out of Wisconsin, and she had uh, pretty much revolutionized the uh, airline industry. What I mean by is she was a, she was the one that was the lead taking the airline's black box that weighed like 50 pounds that the airline had to bring with them for safety reasons. The pilots had to bring them, and she got them to find. It took her like four or five years to get companies to be okay with it. Put it on iPads, okay. But through the course of that, you know, these were safety manuals and these types of things that these guys, and every time something would change, 
they had to take out all the paper and all of those black boxes put a new piece of paper in so the, they had full-time employees dedicated to these black boxes in the industry to update them and things like that because it had its own traffic okay so essentially what ended up happening was you know she got it through and all the stuff happened that you thought would they became more efficient when when uh, pilots became uh, more aware because of things they were able to look up if they had questions on policies quicker but the one thing that nobody thought of that until I think it was a year went by the airline started saving money on gas because because that 50 pounds made a difference and the gas savings like significant enough to actually be seen that's what I'm waiting for the oil and gas industry to win this big data starts playing out a little bit and then they start to see how it's starting to save in certain areas that's what I think is going to be fun and that's that's one of the things if you're out there and you're listening and you've been resisting some change that's a reason to accept it in because hey man water always finds its own level and that's what's happening here things are going to level out it's just you know we're, we're shifting some jobs around we're shifting some different criteria around there was a time when i was in college if you took if you were in computer science for example when you were done your major was no longer relevant the things you learned as a freshman were outdated by the time you were a senior so you know that's how quickly the technology changed. Jobs change too. So right. we're seeing that happen. I don't, are you seeing the shift of jobs in, under in your you know consulting side? Yes, we're, you're starting to see the consolidation with uh, the majors consolidating. There was four yeah. or five in the last week. Uh, that's the same thing happened in the '90s. You had some consolidation. Well, you also made these companies leaner, right? You, you took mm -hmm. people lost. Uh, 50% of the industry is going to lose lose their jobs possibly due to consolidation. So you're getting a lot leaner. So you're able to make money at a, at a cheaper cost per barrel of oil because you have less employees. But also uh, you're talking about um, using software and technology. That technology is taking some of that human uh, element out of it where one person is way more efficient than it used to be right so one person is way more efficient so you need uh less staff we had exxon lay off 14,000 people last week uh it's it and it's gonna and that's what was it 15 percent of their staff roughly um that is gonna be a trend across all all basins Did all operators how many thousand 14,000 I didn't see that yeah 14,000 people were laid off last I, week I saw on the Thursday. headline but it didn't retain that so that that is a considerable amount of people that's like Disney well they they went uh, they were going to have a capital expenditures of 33 billion dollars this year they cut that back to uh, 20 23 billion was their goal they actually reached 19 billion this fourth quarter reports coming out they got they hit 19 billion next year they're going to spend 16 billion so they're spending half as much money next year uh than they expected to do in, in 2020 so i mean you're going to have a big reduction in their exploration of course but you're also having a huge huge human uh layoff unfortunately you're laying off a lot of employees to to save that much capital so that's happened across the board so when you when we see that that's consultant firms come in and fill that void they fill that gap on the on demand right so you may have an engineer he may be busy six months out of the year we're going to be the engineering that engineer engineer staff for you for those six months when a job happens that's out of the scope of the of the skeleton crew that you currently have or the lean staff something that's just too far beyond their means to cover that's when we come in and, and fill that gap so you know like well, I this say, market is really prime for you right now yeah i mean really i mean and, and i'm not saying that to just stroke your ego or anything but 
this much shift in the marketplace, 14,000 people, that's, that's substantial, okay? Like, I thought, you know, Whiting and Chesapeake's were big numbers, and I thought Disney's were big numbers. These are oil and gas jobs. These are, that's more like 28,000, because an oil and gas job, a lot of times, is basically like two salaries. These are good jobs that, that keep communities going, and, and so that tells me that there's a big shift happening in the marketplace, and that's where consultants do pretty well. And, and so I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to make light of the marketplace because the thing about the oil and gas industry I love is that most of the people are grown-ups and they understand that there's an ebb and flow of life. And so you have to be able to stick around during the bad times so you can make money during the good times. And um, interesting. So talk to me about how people can get in touch with you. And Houston Astros, are you an Astros fan? You got Houston Astros socks on well we do we do go to houston quite a bit obviously the old capital of the world we're in oklahoma old capital of the world so we have a lot of customers there uh, houston's a six six and a half hour drive from my house <laughs> i got so, add i'm right mid-sentence oh a blue car what happened <laughs> so. six and a half hour drive for for us to get to houston so uh, i just noticed you that. i spent a lot of time in houston uh, before before this pandemic broke out, now I'm spending a lot of time in Midland. Uh, well, we I have an office in Midland, so you can reach me in Midland as well. You can hit me up. Uh, we got CrescentConsulting.net. We are on Facebook. We are on LinkedIn. Uh, I think I just we just crossed over the 5,000 follower mark the other day in LinkedIn. So we're start growing that. Uh, it's grown 75% in the last month in follow in followers on LinkedIn. So. You know, we're out here doing events. We do uh, letting people know about our benefits package that we have. So there's a lot of nuances with uh, consulting that some people uh, might not know unless you are deep in the weeds of consulting. We offer a, a quick pay. So a guy turns in his time. We have a direct deposit 24 to 36 hours in their account, which is a big deal mm -hmm. to these guys because there's some folks that ain't able, they're not unable to cover uh, payroll. So you have some guys that may be out there two weeks to 30 days waiting for their pay from their consulting firm. And that's very nerve-wracking because people are going out of business, unfortunately, uh, in, in this time frame. So we get people over for that. We've also had people that uh, we offer a great health care option for guys. So consultants out here that's listening, we have health care options for you and your family and your kids all starting at $300 a month for Blue Cross Blue Shields. It's a PPO. It's a good across all of all of us uh, it's got great coverage in rural areas so give me a ring drop me in line i can walk you through that we also have a uh, encompassing master service agreement that protects the consultants we don't indemnify ourselves from the consultants we have some competitors that put a indemnification clause in their contract that says all right mr consultant or mrs consultant if you make a decision we feel was uh, unprudent it wasn't smart it wasn't ethical we're not gonna we're not gonna cover you because we didn't like the decision you made. So therefore, that injury that happened and you got sued for two hundred fifty to a million dollars, let's say, we don't feel like we want to cover you because we felt like you made the wrong choice. Now that's that's a big bold statement to make, but they put that in their contract to cover themselves and to decrease their exposure to you. <clears throat> so there's guys that's let been left hanging out there with 250,000 litigation costs that they're paying out of pocket. We don't we don't do that. So that's one thing our owners take pride in is they don't indemnify themselves from the consultant. They protect you no matter what happens out there. They lived it, they've been out there before, they understand what goes on. We have a 22 million dollar umbrella 
coverage on that individual. Nobody, knock on wood, nobody's ever went over that 22 million umbrella. So we have that going for us. So those are a few of the nuances that guys will, will, will want to know and they don't understand. Uh, and we also have a competitive uh, percentage. So, and we have today, today we got 145 guys working a month right now. We had 300 in March. So we're, we're last week we had 10 guys go to work. So if you guys are out looking for work, give me, give me a, a ring, hit up our website, which is crescentconsulting.net. We have a portal. We got a button. You can download your resume. It also has 75 choices of your experience in basins, so I categorize all those. Um, so right now I got 1,700 uh, good resumes on hand for people to review if if when they're ready, and that's what we offer. We try to put the best benefits package together to protect and protect those guys' families, the consultants that is. So uh, we also have uh, 450 MSAs across the U.S. with major operators and service companies. A lot of service companies come to us to help facilitate their pay uh, and their kind of their back office. We would take care of. Um, Pay, paying those guys. We'll take care of their health care. All they do is have to t- send us a timesheet. We take care of all their, facilitate their pay. We'll send that service company an invoice uh, every couple weeks. Like we've paid, you know, ABC, XYZ guys X amount of dollars. Here's your invoice for that. They got one invoice to pay versus 50 employees or 50, sorry, 50 consultants. So uh, the, the people take advantage of that on a daily basis for us to take care of their employment payment or the consulting paying process. We have an office in Oklahoma City. And we have an office in Midland, Texas. I got Midland. Sorry, I got to turn my mic up there. I got Midland, and then, um, but you're based out of Oklahoma City. Yes, sir. Okay. All right, great, great. And what's the website again? It's crescentconsulting.net, and you can find us on LinkedIn and Facebook at Crescent Consulting.